Hey, Nerf Herders. You sure you want to go with that? Hey, everyone? There we go. More inviting. Have you ever had a movie that you really wanted to love, but something holds you back? Or one that you did love in spite of a flaw? Well, I'm Casey. And I'm Sam Alisea. And on another pass, we sit down with cool guests to look at movies that we find fascinating. But flawed. And we try to imagine what could have been done when they were made to give them that little push. We're not experts. We just believe in criticism. Uh, constructive criticism. Sure. So come take another pass at some movies with us. And every now and then, we can celebrate movies that did it on their own, too. You can find us at CertainPOV.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pass it on. So I just watched it. I had heard mixed things generally positive from like my circles but like the from the people who were really going to watch it um because i'm sure that there are a lot of people who had fallen out of power rangers over the years uh and have watched it and have commented on it and that's usually where i think more of the negative reviews are going to come from because it's Mm -hmm. people coming from the memory of how the show was and whatever rose tinted glasses and then you get the modern show uh and then looking at it from the perspective of people who are aware of how Power Rangers have changed and what modern Power Rangers look like and all of that. I think that it does a really good job of being the, like the 1993 Jew Ranger adaptation, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Mm -hmm. but in the modern aesthetic um, with some really good call outs to all of the details of the, of the lore that has gotten really complicated and and Byzantine in a way that I Mm -hmm. love. Uh, Yeah, me too. Um, and it's not perfect. And like, I, I think if you're a Power Rangers fan currently that liked the show back in the day and then liked the Boom comic, this is also going to feel like not enough. But at the same time, I just really, I really do. I, I dig it for what it is and understanding the limitation of everyone involved. Because like, there are performance issues, but it's like, what did you expect? <laughs> go, go, Power Rangers! Welcome back, Serial Killers, for a very special episode of a very special special. Uh, it is the 30th anniversary of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which should make you feel old, but also think about all the accomplishments you've made uh, in the 30 years and how you've let the power protect you. And so there is but one person I could bring on to talk once and always Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and that is my forever power grid buddy case aiken case welcome back to the show i am so happy to be here maddie as i often say when we talk about power rangers i owe a large percentage of me getting back into it as an adult through our friendship together and it's It's so great that there's there are these things that like like i purely enjoy in a way that it's just like this isn't hurting anyone like i'll buy a t-shirt yeah. like I, I i will think deep thoughts about this property that are mm-hmm. insane i appreciate that there's a community out there that likes it but i'm not forcing it down anyone's throat and i freaking love it mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's you know it's even funny i was just at megacon in orlando and shout out to karen ashley who is there running the uh ranger stop table she was 
delightful. She said I had her favorite cosplay of the weekend, uh, which you can go to our Instagram to see. I cosplayed an Ikea bag and called it Y2Kia. It was uh, amazing. I was showing my I, parents that costume. Be- <laughs> I mean, you know, it's because you and you and I love Josie and the Pussycats. So I was like, what if Ikea was in Josie and the Pussycats? Uh, and, you know, she said it was her favorite. And so it was the first table that I went to because Power Rangers is eternally important to me. It's important to you. And, you know, it's so funny anytime that I'll just meant like the other day at work, I went, oh, no, I can't like do dinner with everybody tonight. I have to go watch the Power Rangers anniversary special. And someone was like, oh, is that out? Rad. And they're from like a completely generation in different country than I'm from. And so it just kind of shows the deep stretches of the kind of not even just super sentai but like i have coworkers who are from the philippines who know power rangers more than they know super sentai and to me tangentially i feel like they would know sentai better than power rangers but it's just this thing and i don't think you and i need to rehash because this is probably what our 10th power ranger episode we've done uh <laughs> in that ballpark between, yeah like, our two, yeah it's got to be close to that especially because i i don't Thing, you know we've got one coming up on another pass soon yeah uh, yeah it's know, coming soon uh, if, I, if I timed it better insane. i would have that would be the next episode but it uh is not it's how that happened <laughs> <laughs> um so we got to talk about the show so there you know we even talked about i had you on probably about six months ago to talk about the future of the franchise and what we were looking at and this was something that had just been announced we were just talking about it so what are kind of since then what were your expectations going into the announcement of this and then they were really smartly systematic and the little drops they gave us in the last two and a half months three months since they officially were like it's coming we knew it was being filmed it was edited we started getting stuff from them what was your expectation going into this um cautious excitement um mm-hmm. so the, I, I agree that they were very smart in the way they were leaking things. Uh, we knew that there were a couple of hiccups that happened leading into this. Jason David Frank's death is a big one there. And just in, in general, yeah. like knowing where people were like, you know, stuff has come out about like Austin St. John since uh, since previous kind of times that he had mm-hmm. appeared um, mm-hmm. and, and like certain mm-hmm. projects have kind of been kind of rocky for some people. Uh, no pun intended, because like I wasn't really thinking about Cardenas, but in, anyway, <laughs> like uh but like yeah. you know it like every now and then you find out some more and like like the power it the power rangers franchise is complicated when you appreciate it as like a larger mm-hmm. fan uh because of because we're talking about like a lot of young like more athletes than actors in a lot of ways mm-hmm. uh yeah. with with a weird mix of trying to become like b- bigger than that you know like uh like rose mciver like like some some actors do break through and like those are the ones who have mm-hmm. to be very smart about how they like go about like what like where their fandom is and where they're getting going to get that support. Like Rose McIver hasn't mm-hmm. hewed too far away from genre stuff that is kind of similar. Right. And I think that's mm-hmm. on purpose. Like there are some, the, the people who are approaching it as actors have to be very smart. And the people that are coming in as like mm-hmm. athletes or want to be influencers aren't always. <laughs> uh, and those are the ones right. where mm-hmm. the, you like, so, like baggage comes with that. Like, because like, it, like life is more mm-hmm. complicated than just, Oh, I'm trying to be an actor and having everything be kind of like focused around that kind of uh, progression for them. Anyway, what it, what it, I am trying to get at is that while I was very excited about what I was seeing regarding all of it, and actually Cardenas is one of the areas where I was like most excited. Cause like, we haven't really seen him as much yeah. uh, in, in like, yeah, yeah, since, the, since the turbo movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, uh, and, and like, while he, you know, isn't, away from like cons and stuff you know it's just it like 
you see interviews with him so it's not like he's like gone missing like he's like all the other power ranger actors like they oh, yeah, yeah, a certain yeah. amount of appearances um but like so was um super mega force like uh whatever uh the, mm-hmm. the finale episode was that like they actually like for all the faults of the actual episode which oh, yeah. was awful um that awful the, the actual hype going into it was about the same i thought mm-hmm. they were very smart with what releases they had mm-hmm. and part of that is that they were yep. just getting people very late in the game so every each new person they confirmed mm-hmm. and then like just like rushed filming for uh they could just immediately put out shots and that seemed like just like very smart timing but really it was just it took that long to get their shit yeah. together on that um that <laughs> but but the thing is like that clearly was like actually like good hype going into this thing that there was a lot of good mm-hmm. reasons to like that crossover because it's coming off of, you know it's being based on um uh Shinkenger, right no not Shinkenger. that's a mm-hmm. uh Go Kyger, yeah. Go Kyger. Go Kyger. Well, go go Sager for Mega Force, and then go Kyger. Mm-hmm. Go Sager. And, and, and go Sager. Yeah. Go Sager was cool in design. Like I was actually like really looking forward to like, yeah. how they were going to adapt it. I was yeah. like, oh, I I really like that look. There's some like I hated the like the mm-hmm. gimmicks of the season. Um and. I, and oh, the head, the head, the head blasters. I was like, out of all the gimmicks, it might be my least favorite. But then we got the keys, which I screamed about that the keys are my favorite. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But so like Osager with like the card system and, and that yeah exactly like that the the weird the Gosei the, the Gosei head in general I just didn't care for uh it was like what the fuck is this how does like if it was a tiki theme season maybe but yeah. <laughs> which I would love to see but it was angel issues. but it was angel theme in Japan which is so yeah which is like kind of royal honestly a a Polynesian like because they shoot near in New Zealand like give us an islander bait like that would yeah. legit be fucking cool i right. think that would be cool but watch they would give us like they would do it they would make it the kira ranger adaptation so it's like here crystal cars goes with ancient tiki's yeah. although now i'm saying it and i'm like oh yeah t- like polynesian tiki stuff would be really cool for the, ba- the base team mm-hmm. and then your six yeah. ranger could be a nor- uh, northwest native american with a, a, a mm-hmm. totem pole theme uh, and as like mm-hmm. the, this cross-pollination of the pacific and that could have been a really cool way of like like yeah. combining that theme. God damn it, I hate how much I love this idea. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, and that yeah. happens with us every time. But I mean, because we, we right, talked about yes. before. So, yeah, no, no, you're good. Yeah, right. you're good. Yeah. Uh, so, so this episode is like it is exactly what we were getting before in terms of like what the buildup for it was. And so I wasn't sure necessarily, I, you know, like the fact that they did Rita was cool, but not unexpected because we just got Zed also mm-hmm. like returned and, mm-hmm. and like, they keep going back to that. Well, in, in general, and like, that's fine. Like they're doing amazing stuff in the comics with Zed right now, like really fucking cool yes. stuff. And so like, I'm happy to see stuff like that. Uh, Rita also, they're doing very cool stuff with, so like, Oh, I, oh my God. M- Mistress it, Vile. Exactly. That fucking redesign. It's fucking so good. Fire. It's but, so fucking good then and then also, we got to see zed without his had... mask <laughs> oh yes yeah yeah absolutely like fucking and, well, amazing and then stuff. zed has been in zed has been in dino charge as well right no, the, yeah is that where we are Dino no dino fury Di- yes De- this is dino fury too many dinos and they need to have more words they can't they can't all just be dino especially when the original show is dino like, like agreed for, for so long we we called the megazord one to distinguish it from the thunder sword we called it the dino megazord and then we get to like uh dino thun 
Dino Thunder. Dino Thunder. <laughs> and then Dino Charge. <laughs> and then Dino Fury. And now Dino Fury. Yeah. Like, I'm all for Dino. I love fucking Dino as a concept, but just like, <laughs> like go with prehistoric or pre prehistoric uh go with uh mm-hmm. <laughs> uh go with jurassic go you know go, go with cretaceous mm-hmm. but, like go really uh, like abstract go try go try ask it like that would be like mm-hmm. and i know they've had like those iter- iterative mm-hmm. powers but like man we like the it, dino supercharged di- dino fury di- dino mm-hmm. super dino i don't know if they did super dino fury or not but like that no, they just kept it Dino Fury, and then we're getting Cosmic Fury okay. as the the third. So. Okay, well, yeah, so that's going the same way. Uh, anyway, yeah, so like, yeah. so Go Sagar was fine, but Go Kiger is one of the most amazing lead-ins, and they've squandered that going into the the Super Mega Force reunion. So this one, like, you know, not not as like current on the on the the modern running of Power Rangers as I was last time. I, I was actually pretty up to date on super mega force but i'm so behind now like i I, like on the the modern power rangers but like i i was like all right i see what they're what some of it's going to look like i'm fine with what those are going to look like i knew what the power rangers cast looked like now going into it because of all the interviews and so Mm -hmm. forth so i wasn't surprised at how anyone was looking and like i'm a realist like i understand people just can't stay in the kind of shape they were when they were like 21 and like working out specifically as their job (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like people just are gonna look older but they all look pretty good and i'm like kind of excited about it but Mm -hmm. like but i also just Mm -hmm. knew that it wasn't gonna be like it wasn't going to be as deep as like radiant black some or something that has like come from mm-hmm. the from the resurgence mm-hmm. of power rangers fandom in the modern world you know the fact that like boom was this like avenue that like then like ultraman started coming out on marvel like we we're getting the sentai stuff mm-hmm. in in the states and i know we we're hitting newer heights in terms of what is possible and i'm really frustrated because i've had a fucking script that i've been working on for seven years <laughs> that i just need to fucking finish mm-hmm. i would have beat boom. the wave Run the wave case I, I would have beat Boom if I had just written it right when I had the idea for it and commissioned an artist. Anyway, so, oh, God damn it. Um, but, uh, but the, like, I, so I, I knew that this was probably not going to be as good as that was possible, but I was excited mm-hmm. to see how they tie it in. And frankly, a lot of it, I was like really looking forward to what kind of references were going to be in there. Like it, it's as much of an experience of like, of remembering past Power Ranger stuff. And I was looking forward mm-hmm. to that and curious what it was going to be like. Like there was no scenario where I wasn't going to watch mm-hmm. it quickly, even if I heard it was bad. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I was hearing it was good, I was very excited going into it. And then like immediately in the first scene, you're going to realize you're you're going to uh-huh. get a good, you're going to get a good barometer for what this, the series is going to be like. Uh-huh. Uh, and at that mm-hmm. point, it's like, okay, I know what I'm in for. If you mm-hmm. weren't going into it, Getting, getting back to like my review, if you weren't going into it, having an idea of how you were going to gauge what this was going to like, I had very clear tears going into it of what it like, what it was going to be. And I was like, I will know very quickly if this is which type of experience I'm in for, because it like once a ranger was like a fine crossover from the standpoint of getting like references that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something to appreciate about it, but it's not, it, it's not a good crossover. Uh, but then you look at some of the mm-hmm. other crossovers and you're like, Oh, I'm like for, you know, forever red is like a great example where like the, there's a lot of deep cut references that are for people who really know the writing mm-hmm. is pretty good. There's some, there's some problems, especially with pacing. Cause it's so fucking fast, but at the same time, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty damn good. And like, I, and like, where is it going to be on the spectrum of things? There's we, because we've had Power Rangers events that have been like 
for the nerds, all the different types of crossovers and, and events, and then and then the movies that we've gotten. So, I uh, so very mm-hmm. quickly in, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be in the it's it's slightly dumb but fun and like with good good stuff for me to appreciate. But like, I can't, be, I'm not going to be expecting the, the highest heights. Um, and th- that was a good place to come into it for. Um, and I'm, yeah. <laughs> so again, I was cautiously optimistic, and I I, I think my expectations mm-hmm. were exactly met. Yep. Yeah. I think as far as like nerds go, you and I have a general really level-headed thought going into projects where we say we are openly optimistic or openly pessimistic about something, but we're open to it because you and I, uh, you know, you make film, I make film and theater. So like we exist in this realm of knowing realistically what the kind of, what the, the stakes are at making this kind of project. And also we can kind of look. So I think I was the same way. I was just excited to have it. I was just excited that it was clear they were focusing on the five, maybe the six, because Tommy is or the a, a Green Ranger is in the beginning. Right. Um, and it was unclear if there was a Green Ranger through the whole story or what the whole story was. Right. Yeah. When, when you're need- going in with like preview material, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, well, where is this in the in the episode? So like that's mm-hmm. why it's, it's really hard to Jake, it's really hard to gauge just by fan service because you don't know mm-hmm. what the layout's going to be. And that will ultimately be the thing mm-hmm. that dictates the quality. And I know that there were Netflix took a big step two years ago or a year and a half ago when they pinned the contract with Power Rangers and Hasbro. This is our first Power Rangers project made specifically for release on Netflix. That's not because it's not even like Dino charge is still released on or dino fury is still released on television as well Mm -hmm. so this is the first thing that is made specifically for streaming purposes as part of a very long contract with netflix and so you know we've talked about how i knew that the the creators were just a little younger than us but are lifelong fans who have an established experience in the field so i was hopeful but knowing they were probably still going to stick to the tone of the series and so again as long as it's not Nickelodeon level bad, I'm ready for anything Power Rangers and I'm just happy it exists. Mm-hmm. And I think both, you know, I can't speak for you, but for me as a queer watcher, getting to see David at the forefront of this was the thing I was most excited for. Walter, it was nice to see him back because he had had issues. He and Austin and, and, um, um, Oh, Tui Trang also all had issues with production and why they were moved off the show. And David with like kind of w- w- endured a long time. So to see him get to be featured prominently as Billy Cranston was just really nice. So I was just kind of excited going in. But then this past week, before it happened, we got the shots of the what I'm going to call the, oh, look, you can buy these action figures right now on Hasbro.com uh, when they featured the fucking lightning collection figures as part of Rita's machine. And I went, listen, as far as product placement goes, this is the only place for it in this episode. So like, go off, fam. Mm-hmm. Like, go off. I'm not mad at it. I, I, I uh, immediately, when they started showing the figures, I was like, I, I hope those are for sale. <laughs> they, they all yeah, are. No, I, they all I, I, are I figured, but like, I was like, those are good looking yeah. figures. <laughs> well, it's because it, they had noticed the day it came out, they announced three of the figures that are up there, which includes um, uh, Summer from RPM with a face mold that looks exactly like Rose MacGyver. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the faces are often 
suspect with the lightning figures, but hers looks incredible. Right. Uh, so that was the only thing I was like, oh, are we going to get one shot of like 70 Rangers in that background? Because I don't necessarily want that for this. Mm-hmm. I wanted that for Super Mega Force. I didn't want that for this. And so I was going in excited. It got me through my work day of like, I have an hour of some questionable acting and and my absolute heroes, which you and I have had a chance to meet and work with some of them now mm-hmm. at this point, which is just so wild to me. But like, it's, I, I was just so optimistic. And then I was up at midnight our time when IGN posted their review, giving it a five out of 10, which I expected out of IGN because it's IGN. And I don't think they understand how to have a sense of humor because uh, it's IGN. Um, yeah. So I, I was still, I was still excited to go into it. So I guess we're going to do, uh, take a little page out from Hans and Steven. Let's just say before we jump into the nitty gritty, Overall, what would you, I guess, out of 10, what, Casey, again, is your score? Uh, and just maybe like a three-sentence reason as to what your your score is for for once and always Mighty Morphin Power Ranger. Um, okay, so I try to go world without sevens if I can. I think that was a really interesting yeah. phrase that I heard um, in terms of like how you rate things. Because seven is such a good default where you're like, oh, I was generally favorable mm-hmm. to it, but I don't really want to give it high marks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that in that scenario... And, and, and I also don't like doing fractions for like my numbers. I'm going to go with a six. Yeah. Uh, and okay. I, and mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it's not a mean six. It's, it, it is like, it would be, it would be a, a straight seven, frankly, for me, because I think it, mm-hmm. if I, I wasn't in that, but like, I do have to be honest that like, even if I'm trying to be as objective as possible, like I understand the amount of nostalgia that I have for the property and the amount that I'm willing to put up with. And even if you could argue that mm-hmm. that that's fine, because I would be part of not not the soul but part of the target audience like I, I still need to be objective that some people are not going to appreciate things that i like and it's just gonna and like mm-hmm. the, the and that they're not wrong necessarily so I, i'm gonna go with the six again i like it a lot i think that there's a lot of stuff for fans that that's really good the drama is really good care like all of the actors get a moment to like be there and like kind of be themselves like rocky i had to like i had to be like oh right they like had positioned him as like the prankster and and like a little bit to like offset him from like jason and tommy and and, like it's (laughs) which is just like kind of like batshit that the red ranger is that character um but it's like Mm -hmm. oh right yeah okay yeah and like okay it's it's cute that he's a fireman it's cute that he's hungry these are all like kind of fun details for like this type of this type of character um there's like weird moments where i had to be like wait have those two ever actually met uh for a few things and it like the Uh uh-huh um and, and, uh-huh. and that was like kind of funny because like I like this this posits like this doesn't deny other Power Rangers. In fact, it even sets up other Power Rangers that are like the future stuff that's going on. Like not not big spoilers, but it's like Power Rangers always loves its like own like weird like navel gazy lore mm-hmm. of the future. Uh, and I, I I adore all of those aspects, and none of them are really just detracting or distracting from this whole thing. So like those mm-hmm. are I, I think it is very well done, but limited by even just the the just the basic like the actual like foundation of the franchise it just it could only go so far with without betraying some aspect of it um or being a, a wholly new property and mm-hmm. and it, with this particular cast <laughs> like uh it'd be a different story if it was like some of the younger casts um 
and, and I don't mean like the most recent ones, but if it was like the cast from like mm-hmm. the 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 late Saban era or or maybe even less them and more like the the Nickelodeon era that like those casts, like particularly like whoever mm-hmm. the best of the best in, in that in terms uh, of all that, like given the opportunity to like really prepare for it and really like tailoring the roles in an appropriate way. Um, mm-hmm. So honestly, like the cast of uh, of. um of once a ranger would have been like actually not bad if you yeah. could have really built on that and like really prepped with it all um mm-hmm. you probably could have done a more engaging movie just because those like they're still young and like a little bit more athletic and like while it's like it's like i don't mean any disrespect to any of these older actors but like they're they're just not 20 anymore and so like a 35 year old yeah. actor versus a 45 year old actor is going to be able to <laughs> is, or is more likely able to engage in really great choreography and by that i mean like if if they wanted to take a old pe like all of the best parts of power rangers and really step up the game like get really crazy good choreography you could probably make that movie uh, um like you know like really get get good actors like lay on the drama really well and some of the later like enemies of those seasons that you'd bring back have more interesting plot lines than just the master evil person but that said yeah. they brought back master evil person really well in this season i thought it was actually mm-hmm. really well done so it's it, there's a lot of like like again admirable effort like just it's yep. a t it's a power rangers tv movie and that is just like yep. it's about as good as that was probably going to be <laughs> yeah i i i was going to default to seven too because again it's i want to be kinder than a five or a six but i'm also being realistic that like the script isn't stuff the well the script actually isn't bad the dialogue isn't my favorite because mm-hmm. it's there they were focusing on quippiness and not always progressing and we got the silly stupid names for everything because power rangers loves a silly stupid name but like min is super likable and i think she is very much on trend to be she's the every girl from all of she's the quirky every girl from everything from heathers to mm-hmm. you know uh andy mack on disney channel right now like she fits into that that thing and she's that new voice in power rangers but yeah i'm gonna go with you there that like it was enjoyable did I smile through the last half an hour straight? I did. Did I cry mm-hmm. twice? Absolutely, I did. Mm-hmm. But again, that's in nostalgia. And so, like, again, I am a sucker for a good story. I didn't particularly love the story. It was the story that I was expecting. They did the Power Ranger double backs on a lot of things. But again, it's clear that they understand the genre. They understand the show. And so it still could feel in tone with that original series and look like the new series, which I liked that it actually, that it actually looked like a CW or like mm-hmm. ABC family show or freeform show. Then like the original Power Rangers, like that felt that grainy filter from the nineties. Like I thought it worked. I thought it was fine. Yeah, it's, um, it's fine. I, so can, I think, but, but I can see why you wouldn't, if you weren't, familiar with what, what it looks yes. like currently it is yes, it is very absolutely. it is very like flat bright like all the colors mm-hmm. like one thing i miss so much about the film grain of the 90s was that the reflective nature of the spandex like this like like the american versus japanese footage like like the the when you knew it was japanese footage like it looked so good like the like the people always moving around like i just mm-hmm. i just loved mm-hmm. that look for them in fight scenes it looked way more dynamic and like it looked more cinematic uh despite the fact that it was mm-hmm. like these bright costume characters um yeah. and then then you look at the, you know the 
the American footage, which was all shot on video. And like, it's just, it's just yeah. not there. And like, I think this looks yeah. like an evolution of the American footage. Um, but I agree. And it's, it's certainly an evolution of it that like looks good, but you, you do have to be ready for it. Um, but mm -hmm. man, I miss that cinematic mm -hmm. look. <laughs> yeah, me too. So I think, you know, I think we're clearly giving a six. It doesn't mean we hated it. And there's a lot we loved about it. So anybody who still hasn't watched it, we haven't really given away too many spoilers that weren't already given. So what I'm going to say is, Pause us now, go watch it, come back so you can geek out with Case and I, and then comment on our social media, whether you agree with us or whether you think we're fucking monsters. So Case, let's jump in. I'm going to ask you first, give me maybe, let's talk the things that we loved first or the things that we thought were effective in storytelling or, or kind of effective from a long-term standpoint. So what is that kind of first thing that just really stuck with you, even though I know you just watched it, but like, what are those things that you're you're still taking away with you that you thought were just uh, hit the nail on the head? Um, so the, the big takeaways that I, that I really liked, I, I really liked how they brought Rita back. I thought that that was, mm -hmm. um, I, I thought that that was a very elegant thing that worked for the continuity. Wasn't difficult to understand. Um, no, not at all. And, but, and at the same time allowed for the, 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 the continued existence of mystic mother uh which is such a deep mm -hmm. cut for for people who are just not familiar with it all but the fact yep. that that is there uh it, mm -hmm. since it was such a blink and you'll miss it element of that of that series mm -hmm. and that's a series that not a lot of people liked and not one that like i imagine has been very widely watched compared to some of the others uh and is that a, just a random fucking time <laughs> like yep. it's it's yep. not like and, it a, a, and those people no you're good oh, oh, sorry like, i don't, <laughs> I don't mean it, keep speaking over you it's, it's not like it was a season that was like, oh, this is the anniversary season or one that we're pretty sure eyeballs are going to be on. It just so happened that coincidentally, the same actress in Japan was playing a part in a later season that was being adapted. And at the like, but Rita doesn't matter in Japan. Great Witch Pandora does not matter in the same way in Jap the Japanese lore because she's not the first yeah. fucking season of it. And like, there, it, yeah. it's not a particular standout from any other season's main villain, especially not at that time. And especially not after fo uh, following up with Jetman. <laughs> Mm hmm. It's I well, one, anybody who isn't what didn't watch Mystic Force or doesn't love Mystic Force, you're wrong. I don't want to. I don't know what to tell you. At the end it is other super underrated. Mystic Force it is, is very different, great. but it is it's super so underrated. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree because that is actually a conversation because uh, you, you and I have a group chat with Pat Edwards um, and he uh, it be because Pat is Pat. He totally puts up with us occasionally talking about Power Rangers in there. And I love that your biggest concern going into this was you didn't want them to retcon Mystic Mother because Power Rangers has generally been really good about not retconning almost anything. In I know. This series. It's We've insane. Few, but like. They just go, yes, and, and keep yeah. going. And like, this is actually a really good example of yes, anding 30 years of three different creative bodies making this show. Right. It is um, wild but, that how much they've like, like how much they've been able to continue working with some of these like completely batshit ideas that were just like crude translations of a thing. Like, exactly. That like, how? <laughs> yeah. But I think that was, so I think just that idea that like, because it also plays into that thing because they also know that Power Rangers fans are can be pieces of shit and super pragmatic online and be like, well, actually, um, for all there to be goodness in the world, it must be balanced with evil. So that evil could not have been destroyed, just merely displaced, which is, yes, true. That's kind of a basics, uh, like, 
expectation in almost any fantasy or sci-fi series. You don't really just destroy it. It just goes to one end or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that idea that like the darkness of Rita was purged from the body, but still existed the much way that like Master Vile existed for most of the franchise with no actual body, just this giant floating composite picture. So like it works. And honestly, it was such an easy way. And then it was like, oh, look, a robot body. Mm-hmm. Great. And I went, cool, on board, check. Uh, yes, I am on board with you. Yeah, lot, um, lot to like with how it was designed. Uh, I had one question, oh, which yeah. is um, hair? uh yeah 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 well i you know what i just went that it's either like fiber optic or like silicone fiber which is part of a man-made because alpha 8 would have been man-made by billy even though billy has access to lots of alien technology i I, I guess what i'm getting at is that i i actually like i can I can buy any headcanon for it, but I was like impressed yeah. with the number of mechanical details that were in what was effectively her <gasps> yeah. Rita mm-hmm. costume. Like, cause like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. She's got robot hands. She's got a robot face. And then she's got like a mechanical staff instead of uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact that her collar and like that, there were a lot of like the details of the costume that mm-hmm. also invoked this robot thing, I thought was like really appealing. And of course the robot stuff also makes you think of Zio, which is also really well liked early mm-hmm. season that people mm-hmm. of the same age group would mm-hmm. likely to be still a fan of. Cause all those characters are still involved with that point mm-hmm. um so i like mm-hmm. all of that there but i i just they missed out on, on an opportunity to have it be explicitly like wiring or something because they, they it still leather mm-hmm. straps around oh, it yeah and like it would have been nice if they, mm-hmm. they were like oh no it is tech hair and like i think that would have been a cooler detail mm-hmm. than just being like wait is that hair mm-hmm. and why is it like bound mm-hmm. in leather and the rest yeah. of it is more mechanical but it was just like it's true true, you know, true 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 like it's not terrible well, it was the just same like, reason why there's 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 fur on the minotaur still like yeah yeah i got that and also um what is it uh wait lizard um like so his uh tail was still uh reptilian but with like mechanical plating so i took the two of them as being cyborgs but but rita Mm -hmm. the only thing that is a robot yeah yeah, she's a full robot um and so that that's the big difference Mm -hmm. there um Mm -hmm. and again i like the i like the redesign a lot it's just the hair was like the one part where Mm -hmm. i'm like wait hold on and part of that is also because for a long time, I didn't process that that was Rita's hair. It looks like a weird hat. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, it does. Yeah. For, it was yeah, only absolutely. like later in life where I'm like, oh, fuck, wait, that's her hair, isn't it? Shit. Because uh, mm-hmm. like, which yeah. is just a detail. <laughs> yeah, it's very much the Sailor Moon villain of it all, which I, you know, I do really love. Um, I loved the production design kind of top to bottom of this. Mm-hmm. I liked the new helmets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, there was a disconnect. That there was a disconnect for me because they didn't at because I love especially we know I'm a pink stan here that should surprise no one I'm in a pink t-shirt right now but the fucking sparkle in her goddamn pink parts mm-hmm. of her helmet but not in the white they look so good but I wished they maybe added they used because we have so much access to so many really cool stretch lycras now that they could have had that bit of a shimmer also as a callback to season three they're yes. like the ninjetti armor like that would have been cool for me um but i thought the production design and ernie's looked so good it was so good it was such a nice and like they dressed again because fashion has been cyclical all of the young gen zer uh extras looked like the young gen xer extras in the original show there were just those little things that it's been enough time that like in 
Angel Grove looked great and they mm -hmm. only gave us a couple different things and the the command center and the fact that it's like steel now like mm -hmm. it's metal and in future tech and like Billy is a fucking Bruce Wayne I was like of course he is yeah He's I like I Iron really like that all. yeah I, I for me the production design I thought top to bottom looked really great I I the house I thought was even like well decorated and the tribute to mm -hmm. Tui was just great it yeah. looked beautiful in the home so I just think for me that the first thing that really stood out for me was the production design mm -hmm. and and even with Roborita I actually did really like it I even liked the CGI Megazord and. Slizzard. I have mixed feelings about like those. Could... Like, I, and but, but like, I I don't. It doesn't take it away from it. Even if I, like the, yeah. the like, but there were a couple moments where I'm like, on the one hand, I was really glad to get this version of the Megazord actually, because like we've never yeah. really had a CG fight with that Megazord. That wasn't like mm -hmm. a fan video or something. The downside is that we yeah. have had a lot of those fan videos that look not that much worse that were than, better this. than this, or, or better. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, when Death exactly. Battle did um, the Megazord versus uh, Voltron, like it looks really good, and like you know, that's that's a problem and also going back to the also the um the the film versus video aspect of it the megazord footage in the mm -hmm. original series was always the japanese footage always looked really good had really good smoke mm -hmm. effects and the mm -hmm. texture on everything always looked really good in a way that i was like mm -hmm. i i always appreciated it because it felt actually like kind of real like the the use of scale was really good they did a lot like surprisingly mm -hmm. good for how cheap it ultimately was like compared to a, like a Godzilla movie or mm -hmm. something like I, I was like oh this mm -hmm. they're actually doing really well for just like a, a TV show being produced on like a, a, not mm -hmm. even a, a big TV show budget um it, it looked fantastic and like getting into this modern stuff like you're losing some of it and there were some moments where like uh like when the zords are moving around and they're deliberately doing like the janky kind of like saber tooth tiger running because it's they're trying to uh -huh. i appreciate the attention to detail they were doing a really Me damn too. good job there i fucking love that they can't what is a carrier mode what when when it's in the ground uh -huh. um that i fucking love that version of the megazord i uh, like cannot tell you how much i appreciate it just being there and like i'm so so mad because it's the only goddamn one that ever addressed like how you get into this like move like this raised up position mm -hmm. megazord it's the only one where they come together on the ground and then stand up and it's a really dramatic sequence like that that i mm -hmm. i i think later that just across the board megazords have been missing since then like we have had very few ones yeah. that, that have to power up into it's like full combat mode and like mm -hmm. there's there's a place for drama there and they didn't use it enough back in the day there's a place for, for drama in terms of like getting into your full fighting form that could be mm -hmm. really, really cool. And like we're getting the fact that we got kind of a version of that, even if it was still pretty quick, uh, was was really mm -hmm. rewarding. The fact that it was able to stand up faster and not feel like so awkward was also, you know, that, that was cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh like it didn't feel like it just a sitting duck for this whole stretch um yeah like i i uh, a lot of that footage back in the day that stock footage was used in to to fill up the episode so like it's it's fine that uh -huh. it is faster um mm -hmm. e e even if there were moments in it where i'm like oh that 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 was like three frames too fast or mm -hmm. something like that it felt like a little sped mm -hmm. up um so mm -hmm. that was all good. The actual fight choreography actually pretty good. I, you know, like the attention to detail of even the hands like flipping out and stuff. Like we're really good. Yeah. Uh, they like, how do we control this thing? Just follow me. <laughs> like, yeah. Not even bothering to explain it. Like, 
that was great. I missed. I wish that we had gotten a, a cool stereo line, but Kimberly's not there, so I get it. You can't, like, you can't take her line. Yeah, uh, uh, it's true. But you know, at the but still, uh, again, could have been better CG TV movie. Like, like I, I get yep. it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I have hopes if we continue into as they're talking about splitting into an animated show, a kid show and an adult show. I'm hoping that those are things that will be addressed with how budget is allocated. I think this is a big test for them to see if their investment in Power Rangers is going to pay off. I think it is because it's been at the top of the charts for 30 years. Like, don't second guess my babies. Like, mm -hmm. people are going to come through for the Power Rangers. Um, what was something else that you really you you just like clicked for you that you really enjoyed about this um I, like th there were a lot of things that crystallized in that opening scene that made me really like know that i was in for at least a good time on on this production mm -hmm. um and so another one and like again it's like i i'm so in my head about this like I, it's like because like there's so much about the the production that i'm appreciating that it's it's almost I haven't even like gotten to the point where like I've really broken down the actual story. I'm just like still so caught up in the craft. Um, and so specifically the drone shots, uh, there was incredible mm -hmm. camera work that, that was not possible in 1993. Um, and it hasn't even been possible in some of the more recent iterations that we, we keep referencing mm -hmm. that were really good. Like many of the crossovers that were, that were really, really up there, you know, like um, the time force crossover or the, the time force wild force crossover, for example, um the so good yeah the, the oh, dino so thunder ninja storm crossover which you know is like mm -hmm. the only time where we had like mind controlled or not not the only time at this point but like but but like one of the the first one where the crossover was mind controlled rangers fighting the other rangers uh mm -hmm. like you know like we've had so many good things going on in the show at, at this point um but they haven't had the like some of those peak advancements in tech that are really only mm -hmm. accessible to studios now for the like the last like five years. Mm -hmm. Like the, like really good drone shots that like can do these crazy angles, and they use like cliff sides and like just like spaces that were not viable filming locations before because like mm -hmm. they just needed you know, you're in a quarry or like a flat space. Sorry, I just bang my mic you're like in a flat space and there's like a mountain with like some nice greens behind you because it's supposed to match Japan or it was J Japanese footage. Either way, it's like, we're, we're trying to make a big wide open space where you're not going to hurt yourself while you film choreography mm -hmm. look dynamic. And now they, they don't need quite as much space because they can have the cameras be everywhere and they can have them, the cameras like flying mm -hmm. overhead and we can get great stuff that, that the, the initial fight shot with Billy where there's just this big swooping drone shot mm -hmm. um, looked amazing even if it didn't look like anything that had normally been in Power Rangers. So like there is a disconnect yep. there, which I think if you're coming from 1993, it's because, because it's still the cheaper option than some of like the, the Hollywood level ones. Mm -hmm. So like you could, like there's still a little jank to it. Like the, and again, the, the color palette is very specific. And so if you're not ready for that, mm -hmm. that the way that the colors like pop on screen, uh, it's going to hit you in a, in a surprising way. But at the same time, technically, it's such a step forward from what we've gotten before. Mm -hmm. I agree. I another thing for me. Well, th those were great. And again, this is something we've talked about before. This is the first time we're getting a hundred percent American footage power ranger television property that wasn't made for cinema 
This was made specifically to be canonical with the television universe um, that wasn't going to lead into a TV show um, like Turbo even. Um, and so, and even that used some footage. Like, the, so this is the first time. And so they had a lot of things where they could. And I think a bra- embracing that Power Ranger shoots in New Zealand and Australia. So let's just shoot this in New Zealand and Australia because again, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It looks like California. Also, who cares if it actually looks like California? Like, uh, Power Rangers California is not our California. Like, honestly, Um, shooting in, like, New Zealand makes it look like the California of myth. Like, like, like it's it's not what California actually looks like, but it's what you would like to fantasize California looks like. The greens are very lush in a particular way that Mm -hmm. isn't true to the isn't true to North America, but still looks like it it looks like Mm -hmm. a Japanese fantasy kind of story version of California. I also really enjoyed, we'll get into the Easter eggs, I'm sure, because there are a lot and there are way more than I even caught, but the use of Bandora, which for no one knows, (laughs) no one who knows, that is Rita's name in Zoo Ranger. And so, which is why Rita's palace always said Bandora's palace because Mm -hmm. it's Bandora's palace. And they called it the Bandora Protocol. Like, they're just those little things. And like, we see Mariner Bay and Turtle Cove. Yes, the whole list. Every town which made me think we were going to get some cameos that we hadn't, we didn't know about that were all going to be video cameos. Um, but those little we moments, kind, we kind of did. I mean, really like we knew, we knew about the ones that the, you know, like, yeah. And we, and we got the action figures and yeah. then we knew about uh, Aisha and Adam. We knew that too, which I want to put a pin in that and come back to that in a bit. But, but I agree. I thought um, we'd get a, a, a couple Space Zoom Patrol call kind of scenes or like kind of things. Like yeah. I, I figured we'd get at least to be like, like we're responding or, you know, any kind of messages, even just voices mm-hmm. like, like, yeah, like none of that, which surprises me. I get it. They didn't want to go too deep on the stuff mm-hmm. that like, if you stopped at mm-hmm. Power Ranger Zio, you wouldn't have any idea what they were talking about. Right. Um. So yeah. It, you know it's fine like it, it's it's big and it's broad like even zordon's death like you're like oh he he died mm-hmm. like even if you never knew how it actually ended and you were like oh zordon died to destroy rita you don't even need to go into mm-hmm. the fact that she's still good like I, they hit the mystic mother appropriately because they don't mm-hmm. talk about it at all they just said what you yeah. wiped away the evil mm-hmm. from me or purge me of my evil mm-hmm. uh but that evil's still out there which actually like works also with an idea of like the Z- the z wave creating the threats down the line but they're not organized so like the mm-hmm. the, the really deep cut headcanon uh all still works but they they, they can't go into anything mm-hmm. that's like totally new to a later season well and what's really nice is you can just say it's because of the morphing grid and move on because the grid exists outside mm-hmm. of time in space so literally anything that comes through the morphing grid can be from any moment in time and that's how i'm rationalizing rita and zed's son in overdrive because i was just like you know what he's from a different point in time and that's all we need to know mm-hmm. and it's all good <laughs> um even though uh, the cameos i were hoping for was like mrs miss fairweather from uh lightspeed rescue because i felt like that would be a great connection mm-hmm. i wanted Haley from dino thunder because i thought that would be a good connection just because like anybody that had like that tech thing yeah like yeah. a tech connection and a tech-based power ranger i thought would have but again 
who knows what those actresses are doing or even if they want to fucking come back like who who knows and it's it, that is also probably more of a deep cut than they were going for because i also love that they went we're going to tell the simplest story we can with these eight actors and that's what we're going to do and i appreciated that because it also meant they could have a more secretive set they could also because i think they filmed this in like two and a half weeks anyway like it was a fast filming process yeah so there were some spots where i was thinking oh i i imagine that like covid had something to do with making this a little bit smaller mm -hmm. or, or budget specifically mm -hmm. but some but some element was making it so that a lot of these scenes were tighter than they necessarily needed mm -hmm. to be or would have felt right yeah um th there was a lot of we're at home and like sure it was nice to have like the like like zach's place um with trini's daughter mm -hmm. uh but men men okay yes thank you um like it was nice to have those scenes there especially to like get that uh, that ultimate like uh tribute mm -hmm. wall to 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 Trini to, to toy trying um but like there were i like it just felt like power rangers traditionally would have had scenes that had just a couple more people because you would be around the school a bunch or you would mm -hmm. be more more the actual mm -hmm. conversation would be at the juice bar like there there would be more extras and there weren't a lot of extras mm -hmm. in this uh, aside from like specifically okay we're at like we're at the juice bar and they're all running away like they're mm -hmm. you know all scenes that like could not they couldn't get away with not doing like there's no way they could do the juice bar without a bunch of people there mm -hmm. um right and, but they like minimize the awesome. amount of times they were there mm -hmm. Also, if you noticed, a lot of the actors in the outdoor scene when they're evacuating people and the extras in the juice bar, it's the exact same set of extras, I'm, I'm mostly. Sure, I didn't look, but I... But that's also because they st they still have really st uh, stringent pr uh, COVID protocol in New Zealand, which is why there's they have stayed so safe and healthy yeah. in New Zealand versus Australia. So it, again, it also makes sense. No, also, I, I'm not the saying more it's a bad probably... choice. I'm just saying it, it was... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was course. just seeing that that was definitely a thing that was going on here where it's like a lot of these scenes are just the two actors and like specifically we're choosing locations that are like out of oh, the way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I guess let's, uh, was there anything else that just stood out for you that you just loved or you thought made this really special? Um, I, I think we covered all the big stuff that I really appreciated about mm -hmm. it. I, because, uh, because I like, you you are you said it i was just saying like yeah 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 like rock on but it, like billy having a big central plot to it was like really nice like it was mm -hmm. it was good to have him get that i think you know th the story plays out really well especially once you you grok mm -hmm. the part and they open with a shot of billy on purpose like that he like his mm -hmm. his story is really happening right now the fact that his search for zordon is the reason rita is there and that trini is dead and that all of this and that he's wrestling with that as like as a as a hero um, who was just trying to to save everyone, but in a way that like opened up the danger for people and making things worse. Like, yep. you know, David Yost is is fine as an actor. Like, there's there were a lot of deliveries that I'm like, I don't, I think you didn't have a lot of time to work on these lines, and that or that mm -hmm. like you did, you know, there was a bunch of a lot of ADR was like kind of rough, and it's the the kind of thing that you, an editor could have cleaned up more. And, it, and it's, so it's nothing to do with necessarily the performance, but like you you just would have trimmed some of the space between some of those words um, because mm -hmm. it's. It, because it just wasn't natural and i'm sure that you're stitching together lines anyway so it's just like you left too much space between when you were putting them together yeah you can tell that this was shot edited and released in six months yeah like you can tell that 
Like you can absolutely tell that. Right. Like, and that's what I mean in, my... in terms of like talking about the limitations mm-hmm. of what this, this could have been. Cause like if you had mm-hmm. infinite time, you could edit it amazingly. If you had access to all the actors at the same times, because like, I'm sure that played into a lot of that. Like you, like, are you going mm-hmm. to do with <laughs> like, like when are you going to be able to get these actors in the room together? And you probably aren't able to do it for a lot. I am surprised we didn't get more voices because that's a little bit easier just to get in. Um, but mm-hmm. also clearly the budget was super tight on this as well. And like, if they're trying to get it together mm-hmm. that fast, that's going to cost money in areas that they can't afford to save it. Uh, and it's just, like so even like like there are all there are so many restrictions on this thing that it was going to be this product mm-hmm. almost no matter what uh because if you removed any one of them they could have like mm-hmm. put out something slightly better but it just it none of it wasn't possible well and when most of them with the exception of david who's just started doing conventions and they're kind of as he mm-hmm. wants and he often does them with amy because he and amy are good friends they're like the best of friends Again, we didn't know who was in this and what was happening. So to suddenly have Catherine, who does every convention ever, and she's the best for that, her and Nikia and Karen, and then pull Karen away. And then Johnny is a busy mofo. And then Walter has been doing conventions. So just the four of them alone and the voice of Rita, like those alone, pulling all of them at a convention season uh, cause that's, you know, they, a lot of them do three or four conventions a month every weekend. So like that would have been a big tell. And I know a lot of this, they kept it very close to the chest, which this is probably the, a, a sci-fi like fantasy release that has actually been able to keep their cards close to their chest better than anyone else. Uh, I just reference what's happening wicked, the wick with the wicked movie right now, they cannot keep a secure set for their goddamn lives. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that's on purpose. I think universal and John Cho are doing that on purpose. Um, but yeah, I think just with those five, so let's get into it then. Um, what are some things that, just were not a hit for you that you think might just didn't work with this at all. Oh man. I Give me a second on that one, because I think most of my complaints are limitations of how far they could go, but not necessarily things that I was like really upset about. Yeah. So yeah, give me a second on that one, but, but you go, if you have one. Yeah. I'll, so for me, I think there were points that this script felt like a bunch of people who loved the show fed an AI, you know, 14 seasons of Power Ranger scripts, and it spit this script out. The dialogue between people felt so impersonal and so inhuman. A lot of it also is that, bless them, None of them are good actors. I think Catherine's yeah. actually a pretty good actress because she's continued to do this. Uh, Steve is hokey and adorable, but the actress that played men was great. But like, also she's young. She's like 16 right. years old. So like, I just don't think the script was great. And so it didn't give like, actually, again, it's what he said before. The plot was fine for me. Mm-hmm. Every beat of the plot, I actually had no issues with. It was the dialogue that I just at points I went, okay, not even the original dialogue was this bad friends. Like the puns and the jokes, like, you know, it was also, it's that thing of these people haven't needed to hone their craft. So why would they, Um, you know, and Johnny was fine in the three lines that he was given because Johnny's a great actor. (laughs) He's a man of one voice that has employed his entire career. And I'm fine with that also Mm -hmm. because he's still fine as hell. Um, (laughs) 
but I mean, Johnny Young Bosch forever handsome. Uh, though I was like, a goatee? We're giving Adam a goatee? Okay, that's fine. Because Johnny yeah. probably had a goatee when they shot it and he wasn't going to shave it off. The, the only thing that frustrated me there, off, I, well, was that Johnny, it, yes, he's very busy, but he has consistently been a big part of the Power Rangers, like, like yes. continuity like he showed up in in space mm-hmm. he was in uh once a ranger like and like and has because he's been so prolific outside of that people talk to him about power ranger stuff a lot because he's around yeah uh and 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 for earlier than like the power rangers fandom really exploded like because he yes was, because yes. he was so in, embedded Boys in anime stuff mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. so he's always been like a big face of power rangers as like one of the like the standouts mm-hmm. and obviously because he's a, a success like that that's a part of that i would have loved to see more of them um like it it, mm-hmm. it was weird that so many of them were like uh, like not just away but like not part of the plot like the when you think about like countdown mm-hmm. to destruction where like all these rangers across space that are are dealing with things are mm-hmm. are are fighting forces and you're you know in some cases you're just sort of able to either use the assets you already had or you're able to actually use like literal footage that you already had just to be like oh well this mm-hmm. fight's going on because like yeah you know diva toxins is hacking with these foes right now and so like mm-hmm. the phantom ranger is fighting hillary it, yeah. So you can you can use all those things and like like have those continuity like they're also part of the plot even if the main fight is happening well two two places Andros and then like also on Earth and like those two separate things mm-hmm. happening are like are the story uh, but like mm-hmm. they're 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 not they're not even like C plots they're like E plots they're like way in the background mm-hmm. but they're still they're still participating in this all um and, mm-hmm. and I, with, so they don't take away from it and i think you could have done that here like you could have had like mm-hmm. aisha and adam like like bringing some kind of aid they could have been a deus ex machina at the ending if you needed some kind of like their ship arrived kind of and like woohoo like kind of thing if you wanted mm-hmm. or you could have just said like we're fighting something here too and like you don't even need to show the mm-hmm. footage you're just getting like you could have some battle sounds mm-hmm. like uh like mm-hmm. like like we've got people behind us you know like you, just like a couple of announcements like you you show them on the call like looking frantic uh for for a second there you don't show any of the actual fight and then like then they come back at the end and they're worse for wear but they're okay you know and like that would have been that would have felt like they were participating too okay yeah so let's talk about that for a second also because just tell us they're on the astro mega ship you cowards because we know they're on the astro mega ship mm-hmm. um okay so i you and i love spd we scream about spd i love spd even though a cab yeah. you know whatever i know it's, um, so, it's so hard to like articulate that because it's such a good season <laughs> yeah propaganda yeah propaganda okay so clearly they're part of space patrol alpha which i don't think is a lovely well thought out idea other than everyone loves the spd let's tie this to time force somehow let's start putting it all together and i was like what's the point if because that was the one thing i say that i had no issue with the plot but that's a lie the space patrol alpha and then adam and aisha showing up at the very end had no actual delivery like right. what was the fucking point other than to have the woman that took over for your mom be there in the end um who you've literally never probably met in your life but but like billy the, it was when they shoehorned in the end that billy has built up a giant tech company but also has been off earth for like the better part of 30 years like 25 years billy has been off planet more or less so like i don't i didn't understand 
because to me, even if they were trying to set up something, which we know things are coming, which to me would tie into a boom tie-in, um, it just didn't actually, it wasn't set up enough to actually be a payoff even in another property. It kind of felt like when Tommy became a scientist. Oh, kill me. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like in terms of like the actual yeah. progress from some, for some of these characters and I have a headcanon reason for why you could make it work, but like, but mm -hmm. let's be, let's be honest here. It's that they just are like, well, what would be convenient for them to be in this position now? How do we get back, get back to that? I have no idea. It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> like you I'm also wondering if it was a conversation with Karen and she wasn't comfortable portraying Aisha as a fighting ranger and moving that character into another role again i don't want to put any words in her mouth or project anything on the actress because she is lovely we stay in karen ashley in this house we love aisha um i i was just wondering obviously because you also want to leave that yellow ranger spot open for men to mm -hmm. become the yellow ranger it was clear that's what was going to happen clear from the beginning uh if it didn't then i would have been much angry <laughs> Right. Well, and also Karen Ashley um, didn't have other ranger identities because of what happened with Zio. Right. So like, it's not like, any, right. like Adam, you can at least argue is like, well, he's currently either like either the green turbo or green Zio, most likely green Zio in that mm -hmm. scenario, even though when we've seen him, it's always been as the Mastodon, um, mm -hmm. which, you know, like, what are you going to do? But like Karen Ashley has nothing else where she, cause she's just the yellow mm -hmm. ranger. And I, she's mm -hmm. like roughly tied with the amount of appearances so she owns it just as much like mm -hmm. like i forget the exact episode count so she might might be more might be less um but is about the same like she's halfway through season, season two and so she owns it kind of just as much as tui trang and then you know and she has the movie she does have right, the, movie exactly. she has well, the movie which is iconic so yeah. she would kind of she would kind of pull away from the story they wanted to tell and i i appreciate that they wanted to tell the story they did with her so mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, like doing like Trini's daughter, and this is a way that we can deal with like Twee's death, um, which, you know, it, like I was shocked at how fast they got into it, and the fact that they showed it on screen. Oh, like, oh yeah. I assume. And they said murdered, and they said murdered right. and killed, and yes. I said, oh, this is, we are on Netflix now, friends. We are on Netflix now. <laughs> yeah. Like I knew that that was how they were going to deal with it, in the sense of that she was going to have been killed by Robo Rita. I didn't realize that we were going to open with that scene, and it was already going to be into it. Like I, I honestly assumed when the kind of did. Well, I honestly assumed when the movie opened that we were already, we were already in media res, and that we were going to flash back. Mm -hmm. And I assumed that mm -hmm. the Yellow Ranger in that fight was Trini's daughter, like because mm -hmm. I just didn't think that that's okay. how that they would have dealt with it and actually shown the shot yeah. and shown. It, it, sure there's the one year later kind of thing and it's it's more mm -hmm. linear than that but i honestly assumed that they were going to try to play it out kind of bit more like how comic book writing is these days where you get mm -hmm. that in media res and then flashback to how we got here like that's a really traditional way of doing these kind of superhero storytelling yeah. and i don't know why i just assumed that that this was going to be on that level but that's actually that when i realized that that's not what was happening that's the moment when i was like okay i see exactly what i'm watching right now because it, yeah. that because yeah. like it's fine that they did it that way but it is a more linear children like children friendly way of telling a story and that's when i was like okay i can this is the this is the, the degree that i'm expecting here mm -hmm. also with the space patrol alpha thing how in the the age of marvel did we not have stingers at the end of this? I know. I yeah. How? Oh my god. I so the 
it started to go to a preview and I like exited out of the preview accidentally exited out. And when I tried to, of the movie totally. And so I had to rewind or, or fast forward the entire way to the end of it to try to get to that moment. Uh, Cause it was on, on my fire stick and not on like, uh, I didn't have like, I couldn't drag mm-hmm. the, the cursor. Yeah. Uh, and I got to the end and I was like, I mean, like, I'm not like mad, mad. Cause it didn't take me that long. And it's a, it's a fast movie, but at the same time, God damn it. Like, <laughs> like I expected something. I expected even, the Z call Even out. if it was, Oh, well, or even if it was like Zach showing men the the like the like hip hop dance style, because that was such a yeah. fun callback and she was making fun of him. But no, it was even there's just so much they could have done, like the beacon, like showing a like a beacon popping up, giving us a space patrol alpha, like giving us anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, I know they don't want to make promises that Netflix is not willing to deliver on, but it's still I was just like, OK, it's it. I get that it's it. I get that it's it, but like, why is it it? Um, also, why does why is Zach a congressman and Billy is a tech mogul, and Cat is a wife of of a scientist and dojo owner, and she's just like hanging out at a karate camp? Why is that her story? I'm really a. I know Catherine is a mom. I know these things. Let's make her a bad bitch. Like they could honestly, honestly, they could have made her a really fantastic like TikTok mom influencer. And that would have made more sense. Like if Kat had become this like super mom persona and like men didn't really know her, but like was connected because like, oh, because Kat and Trini were so far disconnected. That's why it was weird to have Kat be the pink ranger that right, showed yeah. up, but Catherine also does more. Um, it was just, it's in when she was like, got to get back to JJ. And I was like, well, why isn't JJ here? To me, JJ should have been the green ranger. Mm-hmm. He's 15 or 16. He's got to be canonically. Also, because I was like, listen, canonically, they're all in their mid to late 40s. She did not. She does not have an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old. He's got to be at least fourteen or fifteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, because people can't have children that late. But like, also, yeah, wait, like, like I just had a baby and I'm thirty-eight. So like, when I, I know, you know yes, I, get it. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. I know. But also, men are different than women. Case my but, wife you know, is the same I, age. You know, <laughs> I know, I know. But you know, it is that thing of like, especially when. I do think it was a bold to only have the five. I do think it was for storytelling and also to not have to pay for a Dragon Zord mm-hmm. cameo. Um, but God damn it, that's new that motherfucker. Like that's that was that is something I would really want right there. <laughs> Me too. Well, also because then, then would you could have gotten like Zach in the in the Dragon Zord armor again. He could have had the Dragon Dagger. Yes. And like, yes. so, like because that is such a popular yes. thing in fandom. That would have been mm-hmm. such a great call out if mm-hmm. he's the one who activates it, and it would yeah. have given him something. in yeah. it Because like he's not the like. He's the Lancer if and Billy is the leader in this one, right. ironically. Um, yeah. And but it would have been great for him to have like a slightly bigger part because he's got the arc at the beginning up until yeah until until they accept the fact that she's going to be part of the team. Like uh, up until that point, mm-hmm. he's got a, a larger arc. But as soon as that happens, it totally shifts over to being her story, uh, like in conjunction with with Billy mm-hmm. and like Billy and and Billy becomes more important at that point. But it would have been nice to have Zach continue to have a thing later in the it as well. Uh, a cool standout like fight sequence part. 
Because how cool would it have been to have Billy in the Dynamagazord, Zack in the Dragon Sword, they're beating the shit out of, of, of Slizzard, and then the two come together to make the Dynamagazord, or the, the, the Dynamega Dragon Sword, whatever it was called, I forget. Uh, and, uh, well, it was, it was, uh, and like, was it the like, Mega Dragon Sword? Yeah, the Mega Dragons or something yeah. like that. And just like that would have been great. But like, that's like, you know, because it also would have been cool if JJ was there and Catherine, like, JJ knows yeah. about his parents. Because to me, he has to know also because like they talk about JJ in the Ninja Steel crossover episode when she's like, got to get back to JJ. And I was like, why is JJ your entire personality? Mm-hmm. Why is Kat's entire personality your child? I mean, some that is for some people. I don't. I don't want to feel like I'm attacking well, anybody. But maybe maybe he's um, like 15, 16, and he's the problem child, and she has to be like, I have to get back yeah. to it because he's going to like steal someone's yeah. car and drive through a building. But it would have made sense that he like followed her or like yeah. figured it out then. But also, because wouldn't it have been cool for for them to be like, we need the Zords, and then for for like cat to put her hand on jj's shoulder and him go to zach and be like my dad would want you to be the one that pilots the dragon sword oh yeah and then zach summons the dragon sword yeah that would be so cool but you know i think it was just we've referenced jj twice he is canonically in and they've kind of because in the comics like jj and matt are kind the current green ranger are like kind of the same character like they're canonically kind of connected in that way um so like that would have made sense but i guess it also makes sense to only have the five because it started with the five um also their power weapons look so good yes they did they are apparently the molds from the toys so give me my power bow you fucking cowards Mm -hmm. make it already you gave us the helmet i want the bow yes um with soft tip like it'll be great yes (laughs) um but you know I don't I can say other things that I thought were just like, but like, also I really just enjoyed it and smiled mm-hmm. and I've watched it twice. Like I just, it was perfectly fine. Yeah. And that's exactly what I wanted. Like it felt like a joyous honoring of what we had. And it ultimately most importantly, because they had no idea that David was going to pass. No one had an idea that David was going to pass mm-hmm. between when it was filmed and or Jason, I'm sorry, Jason, Jason David, David Ryan, yeah. uh, that yeah, JDF was going to pass between filming and the release of this, um, which is another nuanced conversation. We should care about men's mental health and everyone's mental yeah. health. It is important. Oh, um, so I, that so I, I actually wasn't sure. I hadn't looked up the dates yet. Uh, so this was filmed before JDF passed away by like four months, three okay. or four months. I I a lot of people tried to say, oh well, well maybe if he had been included, and I was like. He's been he, in a well, lot, like, and, I, like, and he's been in a lot yeah. recently. It's not, it's not like he hasn't been. Mm-hmm. It's just like this specific one, and it's kind of it, it in that scenario. It is a slight bummer for the same reason that I wish that uh, that Amy Jo Johnson was on it. And like, well, yeah, she doesn't do as mm-hmm. much acting. She is an active, like, film, like she's a director. Like she was just doing Superman and Lois, mm-hmm. and maybe she couldn't get away yeah. from filming. Like, I, I get it. I, I, I know right. she put a statement out. I haven't read yeah. it. Um. And, and like, people love making drama with her and i feel bad for her for that yeah. like they love to come up with some drama bullshit about whether she wants to be there or not or whatnot but 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 well, also that like seen at the this is such a, a rush production in general like they they clearly only mm-hmm. had a, a limited time to film and if and it could be a scenario of like they reached out to everyone to find out schedules and when they found out schedules they're like only these people actually overlap with each other that we can get so we're not even going to mm-hmm. talk to the people that we don't need because we just we have like the because the non-negotiable part is like when we have to be filming 
also when you put Tommy Oliver in something, it becomes about Tommy Oliver. And as again, I will say this, Power Rangers exists outside of the vacuum that is Tommy Oliver. Like, I will scream that until the day I physically leave this planet. And again, this is outside of, like, JDF as a human and, like, his existence and, like, being the actor. Tommy Oliver is not the linchpin of the fucking franchise, despite what they did for years with his character. There's so much Power Rangers beyond Tommy Oliver. So it was fine, because I also don't think it could have been Billy and Zach's story without... With with Tommy there, I just yeah. don't think that would have. No, he, he becomes the leader by default. Like it, it's it mm-hmm. is such a weird thing because we all know it's like weird that we all are on the same page, and it's frustrating to see how much it goes too far. But at the same time, Tommy was really fucking cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. It, it's the same mm-hmm. thing that happened with like Wolverine and the X Men for a long time, and like it's yeah. good to get away from it. But the problem is just like there's egos involved, and there's money involved, and there's a lot of reasons why. Mm-hmm. Like for a franchise that was always baked into these actors in addition to just being the character like that mm-hmm. you end up with some like choices that aren't the right choices sometimes or where they they mm-hmm. push too far with it mm-hmm. and then you get into then the way more complicated feelings we have about like what happened to JDF and like that uh-huh man it's like it, mm-hmm. w- looking back on this franchise like even further down the line down the road this is going to be a weird conversation about like all the people involved yeah. and like what a clusterfuck behind the scenes but at the same time something really special to so many people yeah you can love things about a franchise and the nostalgia of it but you have to acknowledge that the people that made it are not infallible and they are not perfect and sometimes your heroes are flawed people and it's okay for them to be your heroes. We have to also acknowledge that like complicated and shitty actions exist as them and they have to be, you know, the, the accountability yeah. is still there. Now, Case, I want to play a little bit of another pass. Okay. Just a little bit. If there was one thing that you could change and give a new, like give the pass, give the Case Aiken pass, what would it be? But you don't even worry about budget. Don't worry about like time constraints. What is just one thing that you would have liked to have case changed? Um, I, th- I think ultimately, regardless of issues with all the people involved, if they could have gotten everyone who was still alive at filming, um. Mm-hmm from the original season even mm-hmm. if it was in small roles like even if you're you want to focus mm-hmm. on this but in the same way that i was saying hey it would have really been nice if aisha and adam were like actively engaged in a star fight while communicating mm-hmm. i think like having a little bit more of that kind of fan service where it's not even they're necessarily all present because it would have been really fascinating and I, I I know that this would be too much to explain, but it'd be really fascinating if Cat had the pink ranger power and not the pterodactyl power. Um, right. I think it would have been really interesting. Now it would have been a lot to explain, but like it did, I mm-hmm. well, I did catch a spot. Like this is actually where like that was the moment that I started like really thinking about the like wait, how do these characters match up? When she transformed and she said pterodactyl, because I was like, wait, we've actually never heard her say that. Uh, I thought that was really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, and then that got to other <laughs> later. Cat was like, y- like putties, you, you, like they, they're not more intelligible or whatever her line was. I was like, wait, 
Oh, cat- she's like, after all this time, they they still sound like uh, crazy uh, turkeys. Yes, exactly. Turkeys. And, I, I, yeah. and I had this exact moment where I was like, has she ever met a putty? Like, not just fought a putty. Like, has she ever met a putty? Because, like, it was the Tengas by the time we got to that season. And, like, mm-hmm. even then, if if there were any fucking putties that she encountered, they were probably Zed's putties and not Rita's putties. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was like, wait, what? Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Because if Rita's been gone this whole time because of the Z-Wave, because of it being in canon within space, that means that at no point would she have ever had reason to encounter putties mm-hmm. in her entire life. It's true. And it was like, it's true. That was the unraveling of the continuity of it all, where it's like, that's a little quippy moment there that I'm sure no one thought about because it's fine. It's the same as like, oh, Adam said more phenomenal, even though he never actually did in the show. Like that, it's like mm-hmm. the, that level of a moment, but that's the one that actually like hinged on continuity working. And like, it was like, mm-hmm. wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like that's the points where you could tell they had written it, hoping Amy Joe would do it. Yes. Or be able to do it. Um, I do. So mine is very similar to yours. I, one, I would have loved for them to find the money and time for that opening scene to have an unmorphed shot of the original six. And uh, without, or the original, yeah, the original six minus uh, Trini, just in that opening scene. Because mm-hmm. even if it had like green screen has come far, even if they needed to drop them in and it was just uh, everybody powering down and we just see them, especially because all we know about Kimberly now of like Kimberly having her own power set, like there's so much that Boom has done with Kimberly. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm a Kimberly mega stan. So, like, you know, I'm a little biased. That would have been great. I also, thought how fun would it have been if Rita was not the because like there were so many powers together that were wiped out at once they all surely got knocked around together mm-hmm. what if it was a red blob a purple blob and in like a silver pink blob and then we actually ended up with a, a robo Rita a robo Divatox and a robo Astronema and then they all fly off like the two like Rita right. finds the alpha body the other two fly off so that then when Adam and Aisha are coming in they're in they're they've interacted with the other like whatever bodies they ended up taking yeah you know what's or maybe actually- it was Queen Mondo because then well, to you know me, what's actually fascinating that is that i thought that i kind like when it happened i didn't even realize that like i just assumed more evil than just rita came out and that rita just yeah. took a, rita just took over alpha eight which side note i love the alpha eight nines like, i love that work yeah, uh-huh, that, that i really adored but but yeah so you saying that i didn't even realize that that didn't happen i just assumed it did and i love taking that even further because even if it had been Queen Mondo and Divatox mm-hmm. um, or whatever, because like the Machine Empire is a little different because they still are around in right. Turbo in space. Like they all get wiped. Like, because they show up at like Divatox's big dinner, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, they, they at the had beginning to get rebuilt of space. They're there. Yeah they're, yeah, they're in space. And then later, Forever Red, we still have like the generals of, of you know. Yeah. And now in that the scenario. Empire, well, yeah, exactly. It's the, the Beetleborgs. Beetle right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but but that, that was but fine. I thought that was cute. Because then also that gives us a really interesting concept of like, you know, I texted you and was like, I want a what if Power Rangers series that's animated like that cool anime Star Wars one they've Mm -hmm. done. Because I also loved Trial of Astronema from Boom, the like one shot that ties Astronema and Grum and Doggy Kruger together, Mm -hmm. which like, again, 
ah, I'm here for it. And I want more astronomer. I always want more astronomer. Also, because Melody Perkins is not a great actress, but she gets camp. She mm-hmm. understood camp. Her and her and uh, Hillary Shepard as Diva Talks yeah. uh, is just the epitome of camp. Um, I just thought that would have been nice because then they have something to go back to if they want it. Mm-hmm. But they never have to touch it again if yeah. they don't want to. Um, I imagine there was also a little bit of fear in terms of some of those like crossovers that they would want to do mm-hmm. with this based on yeah. the the backlash to um, fuck I can't even think what the the super mega force crossover what the hell is the oh yeah it's like something more oh, God. Uh, it was their first attempt at addressing the interdimensional layers of the morphing grid and that not all the power ranger series take place in the same universe. right well i mean that like uh, that was headcanon which was fine i'm talking about like whatever like the the actual like cross like the the finale for super mega force the the giant crossover part oh um, yeah the ba- battle for the grid i think is what no, no that's the, the video the great yeah i it's something that it wasn't it's something, something great and it's the it, and it was the most oh, legendary hype. battle legendary battle okay yeah the, the thing that we battle. talked about for a long time earlier like that that whole crossover was you know again so bad and had a lot of cameos from all these other actors and so there's probably a combination of studios being like i'm not sure how much the action the, this crossover part this nostalgia is actually in play and then also those actors are probably like this didn't do good things for my career. So like, you're going to have to yeah. give me a lot of money for this one. And then you get into, again, mm-hmm. the budget was super tight and the production schedule was super tight on this thing. And it just wasn't yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And ultimately it was a love letter to Mighty Morphin because we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of the original series. Right. That is what we're here for. Though I would have loved to seen, I would love for them to continue a love letter to the extended, you know, the, the Zordon era. Like that is now the era. Okay, so I want to wrap up with this question for you. They were very specific to add at the end, and I loved the shot of men getting to see the like flashback of her mom as mm-hmm. the Yellow Ranger with the whole yellow power manifesting. I also love that she couldn't morph in the beginning. Yeah, we I love. Oh, we that. haven't talked about that. No, no, no I love that so much. That was like the best part yeah, of wait, it. Wait, we we need to have a, a lightning that... round for our notes. Uh, yeah, just it's something bef- that we really we liked about the 2017 yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but let's so let's riff on that. I really loved that, and I thought it was really sweet, and it was a way for her to connect with her mom in a way that like she didn't. Because I imagine that Trini was like, uh, like she was a mom that was hard on men because she wanted she loved her, and it was just the two of them. So I feel like she probably never got to see that side of her mom, mm-hmm. which is always it's it's very much the the turning red of it all. Yeah, where uh, you know, which is oh, a great movie, and she and died Mary, with her like. Trini died and men did not know that Trini was a power ranger at that point. Right. Like, right. so that is an entire aspect of her mom's life. And even if that mission that we saw was just like the first time she put it on since back in the day. And so she never like was a power, an active power ranger while she was raising her daughter, mm-hmm. aside from that one time that she died. Like, cause that's entirely possible. They don't, they don't really talk about how, how much that they had encountered since Robo Rita and what they'd been up to. Cause we know that there's been this big influx of power Rangers continuity and they confirm that there's been this mm-hmm. big influx of power Rangers continuity in this. Mm-hmm. So like Adam has been the Mastodon Ranger more recently than Zach, but Zach's back into it and we have backup coins now and we've got other weird devices for all this thing. And like, again, just all of power Rangers has happened with all these weird fucking powers. Like, some you know it's like oh mm-hmm. fuck well <laughs> they could have just had the turbo like uh the red uh, like um blanket uh, justin and then what the fuck uh tj uh 
the blue turbo yeah just in cj yeah or uh yeah no red mm-hmm. turbo like they could have just shown up blue as red turbo, yeah. yeah like they could have shown up at some point because those powers are out there they exist so like they could you could just do all these like weird fucking permutations of all the power ranger shit if you wanted to but you know it'd be a lot to explain and like it's a lot for trini to explain to min and she's not aware of any mm-hmm. of that world and so there's this huge world of it all and her mom may have never been a part of it during her life but that still was a big part of her mom's life her mom had been in a giant robot uh saber tooth tiger like that's not an experience that a lot of moms have <laughs> like mm-hmm. and she never shared that mm-hmm. with her daughter and sharing the like whatever memory she got through it is a way to like connect to her mom kind of like pacific rim <laughs> like where you can see yeah. your, your partner's entire connection i think that's kind of cool it would explain actually some of the how the morphing coins work in general like when like mm-hmm. they know how to like just control the zords automatically if part of that is that they have the memories of everyone who wielded that power before them I like no, no canon really supports this besides this moment, but it actually explains a lot about how Power Ranger powers work. Uh, and I don't think there's anything that contradicts it. I mean, like, obviously, there's a lot that they just don't well, know they're getting used to it because it's like so, muscle memory yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, I think the auxiliary, like, like, just knowing how to use the power makes sense because I'm just thinking to the boom when we meet Grace in the 1963 Rangers that mm-hmm. Zordon willingly sacrificed. Uh, Grace is the female Red Ranger. Uh, you know, it's a thing where I go, oh, maybe it's the like sentience of the power that goes between them. Because I feel like when Jason morphed and could see everything that happened to Grace and that team being abandoned, maybe that wouldn't have gone as well for Zordon. That's true. I, I love that we're in a continuity where Zordon never really a great dude, yeah. which I kind of appreciate. Or he's yeah. a flawed dude. I, I, I don't mean to say but, that they yeah. have the inherent memories, but we know that Kat, for example, oh, yes, 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 when yes. she transformed, could fight better than she could without. Like we knew, we right. because she had no fighting experience. And we know that they're able to control the Zords just instinctively. So there is some kind of like yeah. upload. So I think that there might be a lot of like beneath the surface memories that potentially could be accessed mm-hmm. and that they that maybe they haven't ever explored and also a lot of rangers have original powers when we encounter them so like the the yeah the so the mighty morphin are one of the few where it's like big traditional ones but lost galaxy also has an inherited power set so it could be a scenario where like some of that occurs or maybe it occurs because of like the interaction with the ranger keys like if like if oh, they, yeah. like that could be an interesting thing that I just don't think is directly contradicted and that they could bring over if they wanted to. And this sets it up as a possibility. And it's cool that it's used as a character moment here, but it's also then fun for the lore stuff it could go into beyond it. But it's really cool with like, with, with her getting that aspect of her mom and like that being a step forward in this very quick script. Like the, the fact that we do have these, Uh at least big character moments for you know these core three uh you know even if like cat doesn't really have a story and adam doesn't really have a story like Mm -hmm. just because um at at least we are getting like a big arc for these three and we are like so that's that that's good they do do a good they they do good work with that part and it's like it's still fun Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they men talks about that the moment she morphed she saw like this flash of her mom. But then she says that at another point, she saw these moments of her mom with the friends, but it didn't, It the wording of it was funny. So maybe it's because the, they script worded it to me because the time void was open. And when Rita hit men with the blast that connected to Rita's power, 
do you think she saw an alternate version of Trini's timeline referencing the Boom comics and referencing another version of Trini? And so Min now has a weird connection between multiple Yellow Rangers across the morphing grid I, that they could play into later. I kind of love that. I think that would be really I fun. do too. Uh, oh my God. Also, you know what's great? Because wouldn't that... Oh, I was going to say, no, you what's great is that it is also kind of similar to uh, what such a, a, a pivot, uh, what Savage Dragon has been doing with 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 the titular dragon, uh, where his memories from uh-huh. across the multiverse, like he died, but his mind has been infused with an alternate reality version of himself who is now like living oh. in the main timeline. And so we get to have like mm-hmm. a relationship between characters and this guy being like, we've never actually met, but I have all the memories of our of everything that's happened in the series. Oh. Uh, so it'd be so uh, fun for which is kind of cool yeah, yeah exactly like it's well, weird so... but here this you, this is the way you could tie in stuff yeah i love it because my thought then is if we get more of this version of power rangers because men i would i kind of love a little buddy cop movie now with men and men and uh men and billy i think it's really cute mm-hmm. also they imply that billy is heterosexual and i do not like it but that's just i thought because... that too i <laughs> I was like, this is uncomfortable after we got a fucking gay couple, which I love when they I were like too. my boyfriend. And I went, <gasps> I was like, oh, yes. I was like, we, well, I mean, because it's, I believe both of the writers of this, the fans are both queer who wrote this. And so I was just like, and we I, got a gay ranger now. So that like, couple, I was like, curious whatever. if they were someone like when there was a lot of shots on their face yeah. and there was like a moment like this feels like this is a cameo that I'm not recognizing. Um, Me too. But, but I, I don't but think it, so. I don't I looked yeah I couldn't find I've anything seen about enough that. of the new stuff yeah but I, I think maybe just they decided to say hey we're making a stride to show that Power Rangers is on the correct side of making sure that we are just doing what we believe represents everyone between yeah. between um what's her name oh my god oh the Green Ranger and Dino Fury what is I'm her name so behind on it. oh my god it. Oh God. Well, she's gay and she yeah, has yeah, a yeah. prom episode. She takes a girl to prom. Which yeah, I that's great. Um, but you know, so I just thought it was really nice, but my thought would be is maybe uh, men pulls a Cassie Lang and opens. They do. They're doing research into this idea of crossing the timeline as a way to like restore Zordon. And it pulls men into the it would be a good way to introduce lord drake and, and do mm-hmm. shattered grid which could be very cool except i don't think they would now because jason has passed yeah i do not think we're going to ever get shattered grid without jason right De- um, definitely not in a live format it, it will just never happen un- unless hear me out they do it with his daughter and say that she is tommy oliver from another it's just a female mm-hmm. tommy yeah and she has gone through the fr- she has gone through killing the green rangers to become the other, which I think could be fucking. Uh, yeah, cool. I'd be cool with that. And then honestly, bring in bring in um um Naomi uh Naomi Scott from 2017 to be Ranger Slayer, Kimberly Hart. Oh yeah, yeah. Hear me out. But no, I just think that'd be really fun that they're leaving themselves open because to me, I was like, that seems like we're referencing other versions of Trini Kwan throughout the multiverse of Power Rangers Madness. So I don't know. I'm hopeful for more. Mm-hmm. I thought the production value was really nice considering it's Netflix money and compared to like the Nickelodeon money that they've been spending. I was like, 
I'm happy with this. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, look, I'm glad it exists. Yeah, it was definitely a step up from what the show was doing. I'm just saying it was like in the, mm-hmm. the in the ballpark of what like the show had been doing, just like scaled up, like yeah. as opposed to agree. You, know, you know, it wasn't the jump to a movie level, but which again, yeah. fine. Like like so yeah. like this movie across the board. Wish that sure all these things could be slightly better about it, but also understand that almost mm-hmm. all of them were just like this is how it's going to be, and I am not. You know, it's quick. Like it is 55 mm-hmm. minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it's like an hour Yeah, it, and you get through everything real fast. You get all the major beats. There's mm-hmm. like good story arcs for your main characters. Everything looks for the most part, aesthetically pleasing. They, the, even the spots where you're like, oh, I wish they did it a different way for those special effects. Generally speaking, like they mm-hmm. clearly love the old style, even if they're not doing it that way. I like this across the board. It could be slightly better, but it's never, it never really was going to be that much better. Like, again we're not dealing with real actors i don't want to say real actors mm-hmm. but you know what i mean like in terms of like yes they're they're not as practiced actors as they could be they're shooting this quickly so it's not optimal circumstances anyway and it's just like it, it's it's fine it is so fine it is mm-hmm. it is fun it is enjoyable it's not earth shattering it's fine and I, I they just that's just where it was going to be <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. I, yeah. This is exactly what I think it could be. It should be. And I think it's perfectly setting a tone. And it honestly makes me really hopeful for the future of whatever Netflix wants to do. And I'm going to leave that there. And honestly, makes me really hopeful for Cosmic Fury and their like eight episode, 10 episode arc that we're getting with Zed. Hear me out. 99% sure Karen Ashley, Johnny Young Bosch, and David Yost are all in it. I would. Okay. I would yeah. bet my life that Space Patrol Alpha is showing up in Cosmic Fury, and that's the only reason why they were in this. And I'm okay with that. Also, because mm-hmm. female Red Ranger, and I'm here for it. Yeah, like all of it, I'm just fucking here for. Mm-hmm. But Case, thank you for coming and talking Power Rangers with of me. Course. I appreciate I'm, it. I I'm, love I'm, you. I'm so happy to be here talking Power Rangers with you. It's so it's so great to actually talk as opposed to just text because like we we text all I the know. time about this. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> we do. Although we do. at sometimes at different speeds because like you buy more merch than I do. So like I like I, a lot of stuff I'm like, oh, that's really fucking cool. I'm not going to buy it. Uh, <laughs> right. Just, just because. Right. Uh, I'm, a, but, I'm a pack riding uh, hoarder who, you know, loves collectibles as a uh, uh, means of therapy. Yeah. So here we are. Well, and I do too, just, just a, in different ways. Like like I like I've got the box set behind me and stuff like that. Like those are the types of because like in but it's also good. Yeah. No. Also, I love that you and I legitimately had a spiritual moment of having to tell each other that it was okay that we didn't buy the five hundred dollar fucking angel Grove jacket from Boom. And we both had to like calm each other and be like, it is okay. We don't need it. It's fine. Also, because boom. How dare you not make that a hundred dollar add-on? I would have done the hundred dollars, the the three books for like a hundred, hundred and twenty, and then added it on for a hundred. But let me tell you, I couldn't swing five hundred, and I make I know at my job now. I, I know. Like, you literally had just had a baby. I was just like, and we're not big enough influencers that we could be like, you know, it'd be really great is if you um we'll pitch it we'll like pimp it out we will get you kickstarter money we will get it also why are they crowdsourcing a fucking comic run like it, i don't understand that i've been doing but... this across the board it's not weird for comics at this point uh like they're not yeah. that big relatively speaking um no now i'm, and I'm not beautiful. saying that 
they are beautiful. They are beautiful. And they 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 are extremely good for the size of the studio that they must mm-hmm. be at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But and I don't want to undersell it either. Like, but it's just like, oh, yeah, it's hard to make money in comics anyway. Like and like, mm-hmm. while is it necessarily the, the most like. Is it annoying that a lot of like properties are like, well, we're going to kickstart it and that is going to justify us like doing these kind of runs because it's guaranteed yeah. sales ahead of time. It's the same as pre-sales in a certain sense. It's just like we're in the process uh, that they like are soliciting this kind of thing. Well, and I've done enough merchandise and like working in, in garments and things just from us working at Wicked and things. I understand that by them having that Kickstarter money, none of the startup of a garment line has to come from their their money they're like sitting source they can wait and fund that jacket setup when the money comes through from the kickstarter so like i get yeah. that and like but i was can, like they like, can go bigger I'm... up front because like so like mm-hmm. if you think about it they are probably a lot of these kickstarters are coming into play with a certain amount of assets already created and so in a lot of cases that's already securing certain people to be working on the those kind of things mm-hmm. um having like the 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 actual layouts for the the hardback books or stuff like that put together um mm-hmm. but all of those cost money to do when going into it. And then also yeah. you have to like do mm-hmm. the actual marketing of the Kickstarter because like Kickstarter is like a whole, like you have to get it mm-hmm. all in the first 48 hours kind of business now, mm-hmm. even if I don't think that's necessarily and true, they but did. that's the, that's the they well, did. They, they did, but holy shit, they did. Um, but what, what it means is that they can be like, all right, here are all the things that we're working on right now. And this way we don't have to save enough money to print enough to actually recoup some of the costs because you have to, you'd have like, if you were, if you were just planning on selling a product, like you have to go from the, the, the development process to the selling of it, like the printing of the assets, all that whole, that whole way, um, to recoup your money. And effectively the difference between getting one out or like selling one or selling like a thousand, if you still are going to be in debt at the end of that thousand might not make a difference. Like you might have to like sell so much. It's all Broadway situation. Like why Broadway is hard to be profitable. Oh yeah. Like they're, they're so often in the red, even after winning Tony's and running for years, um, Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm. so expensive to get for the front end. But I would argue that that is often a more worthwhile endeavor than, say, like a similar amount of money put into like a movie. Like, I think you get a lot more yeah. out of the, the theatrical stuff um, because they're putting all this money into the front end and they have to like go in perpetuity to like actually recoup the, the cost for a kick. Mm-hmm. This gives the excuse that they can prep that jacket, which might have been very expensive for them right. to get together. Um, and mm-hmm. then they can just guarantee that they will at least make their money back or make enough of their money back or make a, a profit to justify the next project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're able i feel like in a kickstarter they're able to offer it up to 4x like they did versus if they just did a run of it they probably only offer it up to extra larger right X. exactly and most of us are on most of us are on the chunkier side of things now mm-hmm. that we're in uh i can't say anything i just love you know you know my journey nobody else needs to know my journey but you know we're all a little thicker than we were in the 90s right. um we were like 23 I, when we met was, and I'm, like we are not 23 true. anymore by a significant margin and we that people just look they're different true. <laughs> true. yeah i i do hope it's something they're going to sell even if it's like a comic-con exclusive because like if it's like 150 bitch i will buy that in a second but that five it's just 500 dollars. that's and maybe it's be, me being a mature adult who is almost 40 now it's just like Baby, don't do it. I know, I know you want it, but just don't do it. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. 
but case tell everyone at home where they can find you if they're literal assholes and don't know where to find you at this point <laughs> uh on the the hellish bird side it, uh you can be or i can be found at case aiken <laughs> you can be found um and i use that for most social media although i haven't really figured out where i like want to land on instagram i'm at quetzalcoatl5 it's the one big exception uh, because I'm holding on to that aim screen name for dear life. Uh, Cause I am also a child of the nineties. Ah, um, but you can find me on shows like uh, another pass, which is a movie analysis podcast. Uh, when this episode drops uh, very shortly after we will be featuring you talking about an episode or doing an episode on the, the most recent movie. Um, you can also find me on the men of steel podcast, which is a Superman and Superman adjacent show where we talk about superhero archetypes and how those kinds of power fantasies are important. Uh, it goes beyond just Superman material, although we have been doing a pretty big run of the death and return to Superman recently. So it's been very Superman focused. And when this episode drops, it will be about the same time that the episode is dropping where we are revisiting my theater roots. And I have we are doing a a, a it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. No, no, no. We are doing an audio version oh. of the monologue that I wrote, the villain, uh, which is a monologue from Lex Luthor's perspective. Oh. Uh, and we uh, we oh, actually pulled out some stops. Uh, I had uh, Katie DeMatteis do the stage directions for it, and I had Jeff Moonen, who is a voice actor, do the actual monologue. Uh, so, oh my god, check it out. Case really stepping it up because you had that Planet of the Apes, uh, Apes. Uh, some cases. Oh, I got I got into mixing. I got quality. I put in like footsteps into it to like get like convey some of those details. Like I I I was having a lot of fun with the actual mixing part of that one. <laughs> well, you should be very proud. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's almost like uh, some larger bodies should take notice of the amazing things we're doing over here at Certain POV, which you can find all of the things we're doing at Certain POV at CertainPOV.com, as well as on our Discord, where you can interact and scream with Case and I and Keith and Nick and Matt and Rachel and everyone else over there, because it is a damn good time. Uh, but Case, may the power protect you. <laughs> Once a ranger, always a ranger. <laughs> Saturday Morning Confidential is brought to you by Dreamer Productions and is a proud member of the Certain POV Podcast Network. You can find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Confidential, on Instagram at SMC Pod, and on Twitter at The SMC Podcast. You can find all the shows that Certain POV has to offer at CertainPOV.com or also on Patreon at Dreamer Productions, where your donation of only $2 a month keeps constant programming coming in and supporting our new shows as we go throughout 2022. Now join us again next time for another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential. CPOV. CertainPOV.com Like, I will argue that David Yost having the run on the show that he did probably stopped him from pursuing acting any further. Like, why... Why is he going to keep putting himself in sets and on shows with people that are going to abuse him the way he was abused on the show? So, of course, no one's going to grow as an actor. And like Walter Jones hasn't really acted like really the only person from that original seven, if you count uh, or not seven original 10, if you're yeah. counting the replacements and Catherine Sutherland, Johnny Young Bosch is the only one who's done anything remotely beyond keeping coming back to power rangers like Catherine sutherland's done a few things nikki Bur well and we're not even talking about nikki burris Catherine right. ashley's done a few things but like it's been like sitcom-y things so like it, the same aesthetic essentially as power rangers same acting style it's very mm -hmm. disney channel so like 
again, my, my friend, Nick Bublitz, if you're listening, the, you, you, you said some things that I'm going to reference, I'm sure today, but he's like, wow, the performances suck. And I was like, yeah, I don't know what you fucking expected. They always sucked. Like, I didn't come for the acting. Right. Like, yeah. That's not what I'm here for. And, and that like, there's the way the cameras look, the, I mean, like, we'll talk about all of this stuff and I'm really excited about it all. Like there's some very impressive things. Mm-hmm. There are some things where like, honestly, if you're a casual Power Rangers fan, like someone who watched the show back in the day has some nostalgia checks in every now and then when there's a big event, like forever red, I think that mm-hmm. this also mm-hmm. might not be great for you because bar like unless you saw the most recent stuff with like tommy um in uh in what is it dino charge no dino charge and then which which one had the bit had the like the tommy with like the multi-morpher thing oh ninja steel ninja Ninja steel Steel? was the only fucking good part in that was ninja steel was the only good part in ninja steel yeah see i checked ninja steel was terrible (laughs) i could could not watch more than like six episodes i like completely dipped off at like it (laughs) yeah but you and I are also the first people to be like, it's not for us. Right. It's not always going to be for us. Right. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, like the show has evolved in ways and some of those it's lost some things that were great at certain points. But I think that this as a the a modern example, paying homage to the original, like it made me think of like comic book runs that do crossovers with with stuff where like, mm-hmm. you know what the mm-hmm. artists are bringing, you know what the writers are bringing, that there are going to be limitations just by virtue of the fact that there's a lot of hands like involved in making Mm -hmm. this thing and you need to respect that like a lot of those are going to be missing now from the original secret sauce and that uh, the the people who are putting this out are bringing known quantities into it it's like when john byrne does like a classic uh like superman thing like when he did generations like there are Mm -hmm. there are aspects of it where i'm like oh i see this is a really good like version of john byrne's interpretation of the 1938 superman like that is cool and it 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 strikes a, a specific or it scratches a specific itch like it's it's like big band comics where it's like yeah they're doing retro style stuff but it is their this specific creative team doing that retro style thing and it's going to be different from when like alan moore does it or from when like anyone else does it because they are just all different styles and like jerry siegel's dead joe schuster is dead like you're just never going to have like purely what they were working on and like what kind of creative thing that they were going to make in that exact moment um but it's still it, it's still interesting and enlightening to see what that interpretation is. Like this is what modern Power Rangers interpretation of the 1993 Power Rangers was with all of the nerds that are involved in it. But it's that it's still that team working on it with the limitations. And it has to be a show that works for kids. Like it can't be too bogged mm-hmm. down. It, it has to be a thing that can be a standalone project for someone coming in or someone who only saw the original. But it also has to appeal to this rabid fan base that has allowed the property to continue to thrive outside of just the base mm-hmm. interaction with kids like it as a netflix Mm -hmm. streaming show it is going to be because there's a lot of nostalgia for it like the fact that it was on netflix really allowed me to dive back into power rangers i'm sure there are a lot of people like that the fact that they made some of the nerd references they did clearly indicate that they are appealing to a fan community and a lot of that has come from this this weird meta like culture of the internet like things like linkara's history Mm -hmm. of power rangers videos like things eating like ranger boards like like all the areas where people Mm -hmm. have inside jokes they're here and so like that's all there they have to they have to appeal to that they have to appeal to the boom fans they have to appeal to just the original fans they have to appeal to like the semi-interested fans they have to appeal to the modern fans and like i think that they did a pretty good job of getting exactly inoffensive to all of them uh as much as they could <laughs> yep so why don't we talk about the actual episode 